You are the best person to do what God has told you to do. And now for You Are Worthy. I told you on Sunday that I had been dealing with just even the five things that God had told me. And that at my office, we have the Bible speaker that plays random chapters. And out of the 1,189 chapters in the Bible, it was stuck on this one chapter. And I didn't even know which chapter it was, but I knew it was involving Saul and Samuel. And Saul was the reluctant king, and that was what God had told me to study. And the series of the reluctant king was actually the longest series that I'd ever preached. But each time I came and left the office, this one chapter was playing. I'd reset that Bible speaker three times. And each time when I came back, it was stuck on the same chapter. So I knew God was talking with me. And I was talking with a friend of mine last night and I was telling them about this situation. And they said, look, why don't you just go out to the fountain and sit down and listen and see what that stuck chapter is saying? And I didn't even know what chapter it was. I just knew it was from Samuel, but I didn't know what chapter. So I actually went out there late at night. It's about 11 o'clock. I sat at the fountain until it got to the point of where it said what chapter it was. And it was 1 Samuel chapter 9. And I didn't listen to the whole chapter then. I said, I've got the chapter. I'm going to listen to it when I got home. When I got up this morning... I actually got in that little sauna that I told you all about. I'm sitting in the sauna. I'm listening to it. And I preached the longest series that I've ever preached dealing with the reluctant king. I had read Samuel over and over. But I never heard this. And it's sometimes how we can study, but we miss a point. And let me tell you why. I was so reluctant about the things God had spoken. I didn't want to do it. But one of the big things is I didn't feel worthy. You know, all of us got these flaws and issues that we deal with. We have struggles. We have shortcomings. And as I thought about so many of the men in the Bible, they just didn't feel worthy. Moses said, Lord, I'm a stutterer. How can I go before Pharaoh Gideon said, you know, I'm from this small tribe. I'm the lowest of the low. How can I lead an army? Even the prophet Elijah said, Lord, I'm a Tishbeite, and we're the worst of the tribes, and then I'm bald and hairy. I'm ugly. How can I do all this stuff? Everyone had issues that they felt they could not fulfill the purpose that God had called them to fill. So I figured because these things were stuck, that there was something God wanted me to hear about that. So I'm just going to play. I hope you can hear it from my phone since we don't have AV. I listened to it. 1 Samuel chapter 9. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Becheroth, the son of Aphia, the son of a Benjamite, a mighty man of valor. 
He had a son whose name was Saul, an impressive young man, and there was not among the children of Israel a better person than he. From That's the line. Saul ran from the kingship, went and hid among the baggage, among the luggage. He ran. And when Samuel told him what God had spoken, he said, Lord, I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. It's the smallest tribe in Israel. And God told Samuel, this is the man who shall free my people from the Philistines. And the part that I had not seen, because all I looked at were Saul's flaws, the fact that he felt unworthy, the fact that he didn't want to do it, but what God said about Saul was this. There was not a better man in the kingdom. And I had never seen that. So when God chose Saul, he had two characteristics that God spoke. Number one, he was the tallest man. And number two, he was the best man. So I knew about the tallest part, but I never saw God chose the best man for the job. And when I got that revelation, even though the best man was full of flaws, and that's the part that so many of us, we have our missing teeth syndrome. We know the teeth that are missing. We know our shortcomings, our failings, our insecurities, the things that we haven't done that we should have done or the things we've done that we shouldn't have done. We know all of our negative parts. And oftentimes the reason we get into insecurity and depression is because we focused on our negative stuff. So I focused on all this stuff with Saul. I focused on all this stuff with me. But yet God said, he was the best. He said there was not a better man in the kingdom. And as much as I had studied the reluctant king, I missed that one critical verse. And that's why God had to have the thing stuck on that. What is your purpose? What has God told you to do? What do you feel like you are unworthy to do? because of your shortcomings. You say, well, I don't have the education. I don't have the money. I don't have the track record. Lord, I can't do what you've told me to do because I don't have the right spouse. If I had a good woman or if I had a good man, Lord, I could do what you tell I don't have the right spouse. I don't have the money. I don't have the education. Lord, my hair's too nappy. My nose is too big. My lips too thick. My behind too big. What's your excuse? What's wrong? My skin is too dark. There was not a better man in the kingdom. But Saul did not know that. All he could think about was his flaws, his fears, his failures. He had been out looking for two donkeys. Couldn't find a donkey, so he had failed at that. All he could see was the negative, but God could see his gifts. And God says there's not a better man in the kingdom. What has God 
destined, commanded, urged, shown you to do. But we are like Saul. And we see all of this negative stuff of our lives. And sometimes God just, I heard my brother Bishop Dale just preaching about this, of how he sent Peter was ignorant and unlearned with how the Bible described him. And he sent Peter to the Jews. And Paul was a highly educated man, and he sent Paul to the Gentiles. He sent each one of them into areas. And can you imagine all of the Jews and the scribes and the Pharisees, all of this education, all this learning? It's like, like him sending him into Harvard University to teach the professors, and he didn't even have a high school degree. So I imagine Peter had to say, Lord, you're sending me to all these educated. I'm not of learned tongue. I can't speak to all these highly educated, prolific, eloquent men. And you sending me? And then Paul had to say, Lord, I've got all this education. You sending me to the prisoners? I need some street smart. I need to have somewhere I can get some dap where I can get some street credit. <laughs> so each one of them got sent into the area of where they felt inadequate but he was there was not a better man in the kingdom and when I grabbed that and I understood it it changed my whole viewpoint of things but God had to play this thing over and over and over and it's been like that for weeks now and I'd reset it and I reset it last night and I had to go into the office this morning to pray over the God heals all. So as I walked past the fountain, I stopped and I listened. It was no longer stuck on that chapter. And I guess God said, you got the point now. I can unstick you. You got the point now. I can unstick you. Some of you are in a loop and you're stuck. And you're stuck because you don't think you are worthy. And for whatever God has told you to do, what you don't understand is you are the best person to get that done. God has told you to, to go minister to some people. You are the best person to get that done. God has told you even about maybe some economic stuff or some educational stuff. I don't know what it is, but if God has told you to do it, you of the best person for that job. There is no better person in the kingdom. And that's what I had to realize. And he'd even given me indication even in my height because to my knowledge, I'm the tallest person in the immediate bloodline. And it said, Saul was taller than anybody. I'm the tallest person in the bloodline. I got a blood that is literally so pure People at the Red Cross had never seen it before. Boy, I made you different. I purposed you different. I gave you the height. I'm giving you the mission. You just don't feel like you're worthy to get it done. But you're the best man in the land to do what I have told you to do. And you are the best person in the land to do what God has told you to do. But we all fight and face these insecurities about ourselves and God has said, he's told the prophet, he's the best man in the land. And this man will free my people from the Philistines. Now, he may have made some other boo-boos. 
He may have messed up with some other stuff, but he got done what God purposed him to do, which was to free his people from the Philistines. So what is it that God has commanded you to do that you don't feel worthy of? And he said, I'm from the smallest tribe. That had to do with his bloodline. My daddy wasn't all that. My mama wasn't all that. All the rest of my folk wasn't all that. We from the smallest tribe. And you want me to lead Israel? And I'm from the smallest tribe? Lord, why can't you pick somebody that just got all this good heritage and got all this big daddy and big mama and all this stuff? Why are you getting me? My family ain't that. None of my family ain't been to college. So how are you going to get me out of this background? And that's what Elijah said. I'm the least that's what Gideon said, I'm the least. When Jesus came, he was born in the least. And some of us feel like we got to have all this grandiose stuff to get done what God has told us to do. And if there's one gift I can give you today, it's that you are the best person to do what God has told you to do. You are the best person to do what God has told you to do. And once you grab a hold of that, you become unstuck. Because some of you are stuck now because you don't feel worthy and it's got you stuck. Once you understand that you are worthy and that you are the best man or the best woman to get done what God has told you to do, you become unstuck. And then God can move you into the destiny he has chosen for you. Amen. That is the gift on this day to you. You are worthy and you are the best person on the whole planet to get done what God has told you to do. Amen. 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 I'm going to ask Pastor James to just come and comment and close us out. I think it's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal Life, not year coming up, because it's been for you here, aren't you? <laughs> you here, and that's no joke. You here, you are here, and it is interesting how not only are you here, some of you are here and you're in the best shape of your life. Do you realize that thousand dollars that you saved up puts you in the top 30 percent of all people in America? Because 70 percent of people in America do not have one thousand dollars free and clear. Saving that $1,000 puts you in the top 30% of all Americans of all colors. So, and she did it, and sometimes even with your money, people, some of y'all believe that you don't deserve to have. And when you believe that you don't deserve to have, there's a force powered by your belief that will keep you broke. Because you said, I'm just not worthy. I'm not worthy to have anything. My daddy didn't. He was always broke. So I'm, I'm, I'm destined. No, you're not destined to be that. All you have to do is make up your mind and understand. 
understand the destiny that God has for you. And when you understand that and get rid of all of these fears of the flaws, it takes you to a whole, whole new level. Merry Christmas. Amen. <laughs> 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 Thank all of you all, first of all, for being here, especially without it being an official service that has been early and cold and when the streets are bare, and you all press your way to be here. So I just want to commend all of you on that. And I thank the pastor for sharing his personal message that God was giving to him. And he's turned around and rewrapped it like a Christmas gift and given it to all of us. <laughs> so definitely impacted me and I'm sure that all of you all have felt unworthy and like it should have been somebody else for things. But he let us know today that no, it's meant for you, you were designed for it. And even throughout the Bible, it made me think about even Moses. You know, he stuttered and had things, but a lot of times we'll feel unworthy because we look at what the world judges terms of what's best for the position. So sometimes for leadership, we'll look at who's the best speaker, who sounds like they know the most, but God was looking for somebody that when he did miraculous things that would give him the glory, and, and Moses was the meekest man upon the earth. So he was the best man for the job, not because he could do the most, not because he was the best talker, but he was the best one that prepared that when God split the sea, yeah. and he was meek enough to say that was God's yeah. handiwork. Yeah. And I also thought about Noah. So at that time, Genesis 6, it talks about how the sons of God came down and saw the daughters of men, and they had children with them. And the Nephilim and the giants were born from that. So there was a pollution in the DNA and and in the earth in those days. And God needed to purify that. And what he said about Noah was he was perfect in his generation. He was a pure seed all the way back to Adam. So when he needed to repopulate the earth, he needed that one element. So even though he might have gotten drunk and done some things, he needed somebody who was pure in their human DNA, that he had exactly what God needed for that purpose. So a lot of times you're in positions and called to do things and you may be judging it by what the world is saying is best on the outside for this, but God may have one specific purpose for you being in that position. And what he's created in you, you have the best characteristics and makeup for that. And I often will tell people when they're trying to find their purpose is to one of the things is to look at how you were actually created. So if you go to another country and find something that you don't know what it is, if it's not in your country, a lot of times figure out what it was designed for. I will look at how it's created. So we are the same way. So we can look at sometimes how we're created and it helps us figure out that purpose. He created you to do a certain thing. So it might not be what the world needs, but it's what God needs for that mission. So we thank Pastor for bringing us that revelation and uh, gleaming the revelation out of the repeat. 
Because just because something is repeated doesn't mean that you have to hear it. There are people 80 years old that have repeat lessons all through life. They just keep on with the repeat. They never get the lesson. So we thank him for not shutting it off. So some folks go unplug it. I'm tired of this thing broken. <laughs> or they'll replace it. So they, yeah, they don't get the lesson out of the repeat. So we thank him for getting that. Just because it's repeated does not mean you will grasp it. All right, well, we can stand and close it. We want a clothing song. Joy to the world. come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him. Let heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven, heaven, and nature sing. Well, let us pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you for those that have chosen to sacrifice and to be here on your celebrated birthday. Yes. And even as Martha and Mary in the Bible, oh Lord, how Martha was busy preparing the house and doing the things that she thought to do in the natural, but Mary was sitting at your feet, gleaming wisdom, O oh Lord. And you said that Mary chose the good part, O oh Lord. And your people today, O oh Lord, while others were dealing with gifts and getting the house ready, O oh Lord, these that are present chose the good part, O oh Lord. And I just pray a Mary's blessing upon them, O oh Father, that they will grasp something deeper than the others, O oh Lord, who might have been doing physical work, O oh Lord. Yes. But because they've come and sat at your feet, O oh Father, I pray, O oh Lord, that you will reveal, O oh Father, even the way they were created, O oh Lord, the purpose in it, O oh Lord, that, that they will have heard the message here today, O oh Lord, but even while they sleep, that you'll give them a deeper revelation in their dreams, O oh Father, yes. to show them, O oh Lord, how you created them, O oh Lord, and what purpose you yes. created them for, O oh yes. Father. We thank you, Lord, for we just celebrate your birthday today, O oh Lord, and we celebrate each person that you have created, O oh Lord, that you've gifted into the earth, O oh Father, for yes. a purpose, O Father. We thank you for that purpose, O oh Lord. Thank we you. thank you for even the very term that's called gifts within us, oh Father, yes. that this message relate to, oh Father. Yes. So we thank you that the gifts that we were born with, oh Father, yes. that lasts us throughout this life, oh Lord, and we pray that you'll just shine the light, you'll take the wrapping off it, oh Father, yes. from this message, oh Lord, that you'll reveal it even unto the person that has it, oh Father. Yes. You've given us a gift that's on the inside, oh Father. That only you can reveal, O oh Father. And we pray that you'll unwrap it in each person from this message as a gift back unto them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled, You Are Worthy, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 2022. That's 2022. 
to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 2022 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.